like the Warriors have the football. An unbelievable start. Handoff is to Pellerin. Bowls his way in to the goal line. Play action. Complete to Lamb. Now Tyrell Ford's got some room. Watch out for Tyrell Ford. Touchdown, Warriors. Get used to it. Welcome back to the Waterloo Warriors Armchair Quarterback Podcast. I am the armchair quarterback, Mookie Boy Balch. All right. Final score, 32-24 for the Varsity Blues over our Waterloo Warriors. You know what? It was a great game. Had a chance to tie it at the end, down eight, driving. Man, lots of good things happened in the second half. Just kind of started off slow. But you know what? Moving on to the big one, Battle of Waterloo, this Thursday, Thanksgiving weekend. We got Laurier coming to town. The weather's been nice. Man, not much else we can ask for right now. Waterloo is, uh, we're sitting at one and four, so not ideal. But, uh, you know, four and four generally gets you in, gets you into the dance in most seasons. So we are still alive. We got to take care of business against the rivals, and we are gonna do so all right this week's uh episode is gonna be good uh we'll give you the super quick recap lots to recap lots of great performances uh from the warriors on saturday we're gonna sit down with james basiliga one of the leading receivers in the oua having a great season for the warriors and a huge game once again on saturday and then we'll sit down with our running backs coach uh jesse candela you know great interview to talk to jesse about the development of uh some of our running backs and, and his philosophies there uh, and then we'll talk about at the end um, tickets to the game. It's it's the Warriors uh, football alumni uh, event, and so really love to have everybody out. Forty dollar tickets uh, to get into the tent. I'll give you some details at the end, so stay tuned. And uh, all right, well let's get after it. Thanks for listening. All right, time for a super quick recap of the game. Toronto started off with a safety and a touchdown run, another touchdown run to make it 16-0. We all, we added a field goal from Cole uh, Crossett. It was 16-3. Toronto got another field goal, 19-4 after we added a single uh, at halftime. We came flying out the gate, though. We had a 20-yard uh, touchdown pass uh, to Basiliga at 19-11. They added a field goal. Nolan Caban added, added a touchdown run, 22-17. They had an unfortunate 105-yard kickoff return, 29-17. Came flying back down the field. Nick Sue had a 20-yard touchdown run, 29-24. But then Toronto had a field goal to make it 32-24. We drove all the way down the field, down eight, but were stopped by the goal line. Shoot. And your big uh, standout players of the week, um, Nolan Caban, 411 yards passing with a touchdown. Uh, Nick Sue on the ground at 94 yards and a touchdown. Uh, receiving, we had uh, James Basiliga, eight grabs, 146. Gordon Lum at 10 grabs for 109. And on defense, uh, shout out to Tyson Hergott. He had four total tackles, two TFLs, one sack, one forced fumble, and one breakup. Great game, Tyson. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. All right, we are in the players section with my boy James Basiliga, number 81, my receiver, fourth year economics student. Uh, James, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. All right, so, I mean, you're currently sitting first in the OUA in yards per game, first in yards per catch, second in touchdowns, total yards. 
you are having a great season. Um, how are you feeling so far um, about where you're at? I feel, I feel like we've, uh, as a team, we've had uh, some missed opportunities and then we've had some games where we really turn it on. So I'd say uh, there's still a higher ceiling there. I can reach, I think, an even higher potential as far as um, the standings go. But uh, as far as everything goes, we've, it's been a learning curve and I think we've done a decent job. Um, obviously, some of those higher power defenses have been kind of hard for us to figure out, as you could see on those those two, uh, the MAC game and the Western game there. But uh, other teams, I feel like we've adjusted and we've been learning. So, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we knew coming into the season it, it was going to be a bit of a learning uh, curve for, for the mm -hmm. offense especially. So uh, it's, it's good to see that uh, we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction so far. Uh, but let's dive into Saturday's game. Uh, you had eight grabs for 146 yards, uh, yards, which was uh, um, pretty great. But obviously, we came up short at the end, which which uh, unfortunate. But after watching the film, can you give us one thing you saw on offense, maybe that you were proud of, and that you know we did really well? And then maybe one thing that you uh, you saw w with your teammates there that we need to clean up before Thursday. Yeah. So uh, I'd say. Uh, start off with the thing we did well uh, I think we we did a really good job of just moving on to the next play um, <clears throat> and I feel like we executed a lot of our simpler um, whether it be a simple RPO with like a run slant option or a quick game with like an out in a corner we we did a good job of executing those plays and um, that's what we got to later on in the game and that's how we were able to kind of fight our way back into that one so that kind of leads me into what we could have cleaned up, which I think is something that's been like a trend all year. And we got to clean up our first quarter. We got to clean up the start of the game so that we don't get into these holes. So, um, yeah, if we could just execute the stuff we know we're good at, like we did for the at least the last half of um, Saturday's game. And then if we can do that the entire game and clean up those first um, few drives for sure, uh, I think we'll put ourselves in a, a lot better of a spot for, for winning these games that are coming down to the wire. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's been something we've talked on the podcast before with, with coaches and other players is, is trying to get that fast start and, you know, hopefully Thursday we'll be able to put it all together and make that happen. Uh, as you continue to put up big numbers in, and I mentioned at the top here, we're, we're sitting first in the OUA in yards per game, which is huge. Have you noticed any differences the way, teams are playing you specifically are there any coverage adjustments that you've seen either on film or during the game uh, that you might not have seen before um yeah i'd say it's more uh common now that i see two guys covering me deep or um i guess a lot of teams have seen me successfully run a corner row and me and nolan have seemed to connect on that this year so I think teams are kind of watching out for that deep third, I guess, is what would be uh, the zone. So anytime that I am lined up in the slot to the field, um, they're watching that corner, right? And they don't want to get beat deep. So I'd say uh, what I noticed is that teams are covering the top. Um, they don't they don't want to let me take the top off, and um, as they should, because like I do have some speed, and that's one of my uh, fortes in my game is being able to run deep and track the ball so I think that teams are starting to adjust to that and just either playing some sort of shell over top um, or maybe 
even dropping a corner into a deep zone with uh, my defender, which would be like a half. So I ended up getting like a couple of double coverage looks, and I I didn't really get that um, before. Like with the the other team with Chernowski, obviously I was mainly manned up, and then last year with uh, teams recovering Gordo, I'd say more um, than they were covering me. But this year it seems to be. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of teams that are game planning for me. And, I mean, it feels good, but it's also uh, – I'd like to get those man coverage looks too because that's a lot of fun for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think starting the year you got them, and obviously mm-hmm. the defense coordinators are paid too, so they're they're making adjustments. And like you said, it, it's the ultimate respect uh, to make sure they're game planning to to take that deep shot away, but you're still having to get them, at a, you know, a 60-yard – post over the middle last game and uh you know you're still hitting the deep balls which is uh was a testament to, to how your route running is so uh, that's great uh and next question is how's it been playing with your brother and, and it's it's funny that i've asked this question to multiple people on the podcast over the years here uh but tell us what that's been like for you uh honestly it's awesome i i never thought that i would get to play with him i played with uh my younger brother the one that uh is the second oldest i played with him in high school so I had that chance, and uh, that was a lot of fun then too, because it was it was a similar situation where he was uh, he was like a freshman or whatever or junior, and I was a senior, and I got to kind of show him the ropes and uh, like help him, I guess, adjust to to the football um, mentality or the the football work ethic and etc. So I feel like having Evan having me here is helpful for him because we're able to do a lot of stuff together as far as studying goes. And I'm always on his ass. I'm always like in his ear trying to make sure that he knows his his assignment and that he's executing. So um, it's honestly great. It's having another offensive guy who's going to be out there on on the field with me on game day. And he lives with me. He's my brother. So it's it's like we're always we're always helping each other out. We're always uh, going over plays and stuff. And then nothing feels better than being in that huddle next to him. And it's it's just like the baby bro is here with me now. So it's a great, great feeling. No, it's uh, it's it's great watching you guys play, and obviously it's it's a lot of fun, and and you can uh, you cheer a little extra harder when somebody makes a play that uh, you're related to. So uh, yeah. really cool to see. Uh, all right, man. Well, let's let's move on to Thursday. Um, you know, we're talking here on a Monday night. What is what's the energy like in the locker room? Um, how are the boys feeling right now? You just went through a little bit of a walkthrough slash practice on Monday. Um, what, tell me what's going on. What, what are the boys feeling going into Thursday? I feel like it's it's a similar message to last week. Um, the message for last week was treat it like it's do or die, and uh, and we still have the ability to to hit that five and three record if we were to win out. But obviously, that last week having happened, uh, a couple of missed opportunities, we didn't come out with the, the win. So now it's the same message. It's on to the next game. Let's go one and zero. Um, let's be locked in for this week. It's a short week, so really making uh, making use of every second, making every rep count. Um, even though tonight wasn't full contact, we're just getting through the mental reps and we're making sure that our schemes are all sound and that everybody knows what they're doing from each position so that we can run it out of different looks. Um, as far as the whole locker room vibe goes, though, I think everybody's excited. It's the city battle, right? The Battle of Waterloo. And uh, it's really just who wants it more. So the message right now is really just find that passion, whatever drives you, whatever, whatever your why is, 
and uh, just really leave it out on the field on Thursday and play for each other. So it's uh, trying to try not just dig deep and pretty much get everybody to play for each other and just be able to look to the left and right and know that you can trust that guy to give his all. That's great, man. I think we should get you out on that because those are some big words and uh, we're excited. We're excited to see what our offense puts up and, and as a team as a whole as we come out, defend our turf, defend the city, like you said, and, uh, and see, see what happens down the stretch here of the season. So really appreciate it. Keep up the uh, awesome work and good luck uh, on Thursday, man. All right. Thanks for everything. Have a good night. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes till the biggest battle of our professional lives. All right, I'm here in Coach's Corner with a first-timer on the show, Jesse Candela, who's in his fifth year coaching running backs at UW. Uh, Coach, thanks for coming on. I think it's all the lobbying I did at uh, in the summer at uh, camp that uh, got me on here, isn't it? Yeah, Coach was all over me, wanted to get on the on the podcast. The fans are asking for it, so here we go. Uh, all right, coach, uh, before we get into the game on Saturday, um, let's just talk about how uh, you ended up here at UW. Uh, I know you coached, uh, I believe, for Jacob Hespler a while back, which is tr- a traditional football powerhouse in the region. But how did you kind of find yourself transitioning from that high school level coaching uh, to UW? Um, I think it was back in, in 2017, 2018. Correct. So uh, I was fortunate enough to coach with Mark Paddock over at the, the high school he does a great job with the junior program there he's actually coaching my 15 year old son right now so it's it's a uh, it's pretty cool to be you know once involved in it and now have a, a child going through the program so I uh, had a job at the time that allowed me to get to the high school um, and and work the practice schedule there obviously they practice earlier than the university I switched jobs and and I needed to uh, to make a switch in coaching as well. I, I wasn't able to get to the high school practice time schedule, so I spoke with Mark and he suggested to reach out to U of W that they're always looking for help and and you know helping coaches grow. So I reached out to Bert. We sat down and talked, and the rest is history. Yeah, we we talked to uh, to Jamie Cook, and this is his first time on staff from coaching from uh, coming from high school as well. You know, if you can remember back, you know, five years ago, what do you feel like that was the biggest thing jumping from that level to this level? What surprised you the most? I think the the speed of practice, the the way things are structured, um, it's very, uh, very quick. Everything's time driven. Uh, practices move very fast. A lot is accomplished in, in a short period of time, but it moves extremely quick. High school was more about development of players, teaching, you know, kids that had never played football before how to play football, um, you know, practices were slower and, and you know, the kids just couldn't move as quick as, as what goes on. So when I first came out to my first training camp, I, I, I remember coming home the first night and just my head was spinning. I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't believe how fast things moved. Uh, I wasn't, I never played university football, so it was, it was something I, I wasn't prepared for. Uh, it took a couple of training camps to get used to, but, but after five now, I feel like I'm kind of getting the groove. And now you're good to go. And of course, you, you started on the defense, uh, helping out uh, Coach DA, and then you came over to offense. Uh, so we're, we're glad to have you uh, on staff, obviously. On the back. So uh, let's talk about running backs for, for a quick sec. Uh, right now, we're averaging about 140 yards a game. So, so not bad, about halfway uh, in the OUA. Um, 
but Nick Sue is leading the way for for our squad. He's he's about sixty a game. Uh, he just came off a pretty big game last week. You know, talk to uh, talk to us about Nick, and you know he's kind of a leader on our squad now. And we've had him on the podcast. You know, what's it been like coaching him, and what have you seen in his development uh, over the past uh, three to four seasons? I think uh, what what is not seen is the work that Nick does outside of of when he's with us at the school. So when I first came on staff we we introduced each other we spoke and i called him and we talked about you know i said what are you looking for what's your goals what are you trying to do and and he was he was very open he he wanted an opportunity felt like he he had kind of goofed around the first couple years and and wasn't really uh taking it as serious outside of uh seasons could and and we got him you know, on me and him got on Zoom calls once a week for the entire uh, first summer that I was coaching running backs. So this was coming off of COVID. Uh, we hadn't actually met in person, but we jumped on Zoom calls once a week and he was diligent. He came with different plays he wanted to talk about. We I taught him what I know from defense and and he was a sponge and he he really put the work in to get to where uh, he's at now. And I think it's it's showing in the game. Uh, you know, the touchdown he had this week was was incredible. Uh, the things he's doing, um, you know, weekly in practice, what we see is is unbelievable. And it's just a, a testament to the work he put in um, outside of the season. He he really got that clicking. Yeah, it's great. And all, all the time that you spent with him, obviously, it seems like it, it's paying off big time. And, you know, you can see uh, on the offense when, when Nick's rolling and the, and the ground game gets going, then, then that uh, that opens up everything for us. And so, you know, he's going to be big going down the stretch. Uh, let's get to that game on Saturday. Um, obviously not ideal with the 32-24 loss. Uh, we were down 19-4 to at half, and it didn't really seem like the offense was clicking the way we're used to. What was Coach Pretoria's message to the team? Uh, what was maybe your specific message to the running back group uh, at halftime before we came out for that second half? Yeah, we, we felt, you know, we were we, we could tell it was right there. We knew um, we just needed to stick with what we were doing. Uh, we had a couple decent drives early that, that ended uh, with unfortunate results. You know, going back through the film today, uh, we got a pretty good shot in the end zone, and, and I'm sure no one would like to get that ball back. But we moved the ball all right. So the, the message from coach was just to stay positive, uh, just get the guys, you know, to, to keep believing in themselves, believe in, in what we're trying to do. So I had a chance to sit down with Nick and Anthony at halftime, and, and I said, hey, like, we, we got to get something going. So, you know, one of you guys try and, try and get a spark for us, try and get, get a big play, get the team going. Anthony, you're going to return a kick here. Uh, if you get the ball, try and do something. And it's funny, Anthony went out. He had a pretty good drive before Nick took over. And, and I think that kind of sparked Nick. Nick said, OK, Anthony's got something going now. Now I got to do my part. And he went out and, and I mean, he just grabbed it. And he came, I mean, a couple of times he came off the sideline. Coach, I got to go back out. I got to go back out. Um, so he he was feeling it. And we we seen what he was doing. And and yeah, it's it, it, it's good when the run game can get going I think it helps our offense overall what we're trying to do um, and I tell the running backs you know every week you guys get a good chance early on I mean we we like to run the ball uh, pretty early on and get that going so you get a chance to to dictate what we're going to do um, and I was happy with what happened in the second half now we just got to get them doing that in the first half as well 
Yeah, and, and like you said, uh, you know, we, we were riding the hot hand with, with Sua down the stretch and it was, it was paying dividends um, and it was huge. So uh, obviously not the result we wanted, but we are moving on and uh, moving on to a big one, Coach. Uh, you know, when the, when the schedule comes out, this is the one we all circle on our calendars, uh, us alumni and fans and Battle of Waterloo. Uh, Laurier comes in at 3-2, and two, uh, coming off a big win over Windsor. Emotions are going to be high under the lights, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, when we boil it down, what is really going to be the key for us to be successful on offense and obviously win the game? What are you thinking, Coach? I, I mean, obviously, I don't think we're going to have to tell the guys too much to get them up for this game. Everybody uh, knows what we've done to them over the last couple of seasons. We've we've had their number, um, you know, so we know that they're going to come in and want to get us back for last year. Uh, we just need to do do what we know we can do. You know, we, we get the run game going. Uh, we get our, our offense, you know, clicking, get a couple long drives early get everybody settled in so um you know give the defense a chance to breathe uh, i think we'll be all right hey i like the positivity and then i am i'm i'm fired up coach and i don't think you said it right you don't have to get the guys to get excited uh we just got to get them dialed into the game plan that i know you guys are putting together as a coach and staff so uh final question thanksgiving weekend next weekend what is the go-to food what are you digging into on Thanksgiving, man? I am fortunate enough to have uh, married a good Italian girl, and I know uh, my mother-in-law is going to uh, put on quite the feast. Uh, the turkey is going to be excellent, but she makes a, an Italian dish from northern Italy called Viteltone, and it's a, a cold beef dish, but uh, it is one of my favorite things to eat. So I am already looking forward to that on Sunday. Wow. All right. Got a sleeper pick here. I like it. All right, man. Well, I'll get you out on that. Uh, appreciate you giving us your time and, and your thoughts. And, uh, you know, it's a huge one. Keep coaching them up and, and we're going to get those W's, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate everything you do. Uh, and uh, I appreciate some of the things you shared with me this summer at, at training camp. Uh, I know uh, you did the same same job I'm doing right now. And, and you know, I learned a lot from you this uh, this training camp. And I appreciate that and everything you do for the program. Oh, thanks, Coach. All right. See you, man. All right. That's all we have for today's episode. But I will remind you, Thursday, Battle of Waterloo. Let's go. 6 p.m. kickoff uh, at Warrior Field. Uh, and this is the the Waterloo uh, alumni, football alumni event. Uh, family and friends, come on out. Uh, grab a $40 ticket. Um, this ticket's going to provide you with um, access to the tent. You're also going to get, um, obviously, a game ticket, a complimentary drink. There will be some light snacks. There will be a bar in the tent. Uh, you got to pay a, a couple bucks for. Um, but come on out. You know, it'll be awesome to, to connect with some old old buddies, get a hold of some friends, some family, um, get, in, get into that tent. It's going to be fun. Uh, you can leave the tent and come back, you know, and cheer on the boys. So, if you don't want to do the 10, obviously just grab a ticket, come on down. Uh, the more the merrier. really want to see everybody out there supporting uh, on a Thursday night. What else is there better to do? Let's go. All right. It's huge. Big game. And here you go, Warriors, go. Looks like the Warriors have the football. An unbelievable start. Handoff is to Pellerin. Bowls his way in to the goal line. Play action. Complete to Lamb. Now Tyrell Ford's got some room. Watch out for Tyrell Ford. Touchdown, Warriors. Get used to it.